Ah, yeah. Welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of Format Podcast. Got a pretty interesting show for you today. Was uh, logging into my computer to do some work on something else and uh, came up with a pretty interesting topic. Magic Johnson talking about three players from the modern era that he believes would be successful in his era, uh, the 1980s. So definitely want to touch on that. Thought it was a pretty interesting topic and uh, we'll get to it. But before we do, uh, if you're here on YouTube and you haven't already, you know what time it is. Please go ahead, click that subscribe, that like, and that notification bell. Keep it coming. Keep the subscribers coming. Keep the sharing coming. I appreciate all of that. We are almost there to the magic number of 1,000. And as I mentioned, that's when we're going to start doing these live call-in shows. That's when we're really going to take the show to a next level for the year 2024. Definitely appreciate that. So if you want the audio-only version of the podcast, open up your audio podcast platform, hit the search bar, type in the format podcast, look us right up. We should come up right there. You can subscribe there. If you're enjoying the comment, give us that uh, like, that five-star review, and make sure you leave us a comment. We love all that. We do our best to respond. And of course, all that stuff helps us rise in the algorithm, helps us find more sports fans, helps more sports fans find us. Now let's get right to it. Okay, so Magic Johnson is arguably a top five basketball player of all time. If you don't have Magic Johnson in your top five, then I really can't help you. I'm sure there's a lot of younger viewers and younger listeners who probably don't have Magic listed there. But again, I just can't help you if you don't. I have him as my number two overall. I'm sure a lot of people would say that's high, but that's okay. I just look at the winning. I look at the dominance, even though he wasn't what we would call in this era an elite scorer or elite shooter, but Magic was just incredible. Um, if you don't have them again on your Mount Rushmore or in your top five, then man, that sounds like a you problem and you might want to go back and uh, study some basketball. But regardless, um, I uh, like I said, got this notification on my on my homepage and it had a story here and it was pretty interesting. And I'm, I'm not sure why they wrote the story up now, but it was regarding some comments that Magic made back in 2014. But I still thought it was interesting. And he was referring at that time to three players of that era that he thought would have been very good and could play in his era. As we know, Magic Johnson came into the league along with Larry Bird, because you can't really say Magic Johnson without Larry Bird, right? In 1979 and retired in, I wanna say, uh, after the 1991 season. And he came back a couple of times briefly, but mainly we'll go from 1979 to uh, 1991, after 1991. And so, how this comes up is a lot of times, and again, we're talking NBA, so what do we have here? Of course, LeBron James has been the face of the NBA for, you know, the last decade and a half. And as well, a lot of people have a lot of people have him as the all-time greatest player. As you know, I don't have him as all-time greatest player, but that's not really what this show is about. So then, much like Magic and Larry Bird are linked together, it's come to a point LeBron James and Michael Jordan are linked together, right? And so I bring that up to say. A lot of times what you hear in the LeBron James, Michael Jordan argument is that part of the reason people think LeBron James may be superior is because they say he played against superior talent. And they say that Michael Jordan played against the quote unquote plumbers. That's that's what you hear often. And a lot of times in fairness, you hear that from people who didn't actually see Michael Jordan play and they just maybe look at some names or look at highlights and say, oh, that guy couldn't play today, blah, blah, blah. But as we know, the NBA was a completely different game in the 80s and in the 90s, right? Um, actually, in the 80s, contrary to popular opinion, 
from 1984 to 1990 or 1989. So we'll say that part of the 80s. And the reason I'm pulling that specific part of the 80s is because Michael Jordan entered the league in 1984. Regardless, the 80s is one of the fastest by pace definite uh, um, decades on record in NBA history. And I bring that up because when you point out the comparisons between Michael Jordan's early career and LeBron James's early career, everyone says that, well, LeBron James is different because the NBA was so much faster when he came into the league and it's really not true. Again, the 80s is one of the fastest by pace decades on record and it was faster than uh, 2000 to 2009. That's, that's a fact. You can look that up, not my opinion, but again, it's a fact. Anyway, so now you have the LeBron James, Michael Jordan debate. And one of the things people often say, oh, Michael played against plumbers. The competition wasn't that good, but it was a totally different game back then. We talk about the three-point revolution. Obviously, teams are shooting way more three-pointers today than they've ever shot before. The average NBA game, both teams are attempting close to 83 pointers per game. In 1987-88, when Reggie Miller came into the league, between the two teams, they were averaging about 10 three-point shots per game. So obviously, we know that the game was different, the level of physicality, more big men, et cetera, et cetera. Again, people will also tell you that today's players are more skilled, not necessarily the case. Shooting more threes doesn't make you more skilled. What happens is we traded one skill for another. So we've got teams and players shooting way more threes. And I give you credit if you're making those. I think the league shoots threes now at a 35, 30% clip for the league, which is outstanding. So that is a skill that has been developed to a much higher level today. However, that skill developed to a much higher level today, a big part of that is they're simply doing it more. So by repetition, right? Practice makes perfect. That's what they say. By repetition, if you do something more, you will generally get better at it. Regardless, I wouldn't say that that makes the players today more skilled. And the reason why is you have players who can shoot many more threes, but you don't have players who know how to go back to the basket and post up because they haven't been taught this. They've been told that the back to the basket post up is analytically the worst shot in basketball. And that's why I say you've simply traded one skill for another. They say that today's ball handlers are better than ever. And I know I'm getting off on a little tangent here, but I'll get back to the main topic in a second. They say that today's ball handlers are better than ever. And that's not really the case again, because the league allows for so much traveling and so much carrying. And again, not my opinion. What we grew up with as traveling and carrying, they've now allowed flat out and they've changed the rules, integrating what's called the quote unquote gather step and zero step. These things didn't exist when Michael Jordan was coming up. You couldn't do that. So if you look at Isaiah Thomas's handle, a lot of people say, oh, that's basic. But guys weren't taking the rock from him and he was getting busy, right? He could get to any spot on the floor he wanted at any given time. Kenny Anderson, Rod Strickland, Tim Hardaway, all these guys. So anyway, back to the Jordan and LeBron thing and the Magic Johnson thing. So the argument is that Again, Jordan played against plumbers. They say the guys weren't as skilled back then, but it was such a different game. And in my estimation, now with so much spacing on the floor, it maybe you could make the argument that guys aren't as skilled today. They just have more room in which to work. So it's more difficult to defend them. If you ask me, if I'm playing in a game of basketball, like say, like say it was in uh, 1988 or 1990, where you had big men packing the paint in terms of two centers, and then you had two power forwards and maybe a couple of small forwards. So at any given time, you're attacking the rim and you're trying to get in there and score, and you have six bodies in there you have to navigate around, not to mention whoever's defending you as the offensive player. If you have the, this tight space, 
right? Remember, it was not as uh, spaced out because teams weren't shooting nearly as many threes and bigs were two bigs back then. So you don't have all this space to work. If you're a high level scorer back then, doesn't that actually mean you are maybe more skilled than the players today because you could do it without all that room to work? That's something to think about. Anyway, I bring all this up because Magic Johnson in an interview in 2014 was asked about players from that time that he thought could have played in his era. And the answer was quite telling. And this is what he thought. He actually named three guys, Kobe Bryant, God bless the dead, LeBron James, and Kevin Garnett. Now I'm iffy on the LeBron thing, I understand that anyone who knows basketball is going to have to say that LeBron could play in any era because of what he's been able to do over the course of his career. But for me, it's iffy. Just, you know what? I'll get to that shortly. So let's, let's check out Magic's quotes first. So Magic, and again, this is 2014. He says, I think that Kobe and LeBron could play in our era for sure. Garnett, with his toughness, he would have been able to play too. We would have made all those dudes a little tougher, he added. He also said, LeBron, he would have been on the floor. No question about it. No question about it. Now, Kobe already got that mind attitude, so he would have fit right in. But even Kobe, if he came down that middle, you're going to get slammed on the floor. No question. And then the guys stand over you and look down at you like, what you want to do? And uh, going on, Magic continues and says, oh, it wouldn't change anything when he was asked about how he would fare in today's game. It wouldn't change anything because what I do, what I specialize what I specialize in is still needed in the game today. That's coming down on the fast break and passing it to people and putting them in position to score. So now, instead of passing it to the guys that can do the slam dunks and the layups, I'll be passing it for them to shoot the three-point shot. And then you have to remember, centers are not centers. So when I played, you had at least two seven-footers on the court. Now you don't have that man i'd be driving to that basket and i won't have no resistance in today's game so very interesting if you notice i just talked about the pack paints with centers and power forwards and sometimes small forwards depending on the offense that was being run by a particular team so magic just said almost exactly what i said talking about guys being able to get to the rim and score with ease because of how spaced out the floor was but let's get back to the three players that he said would be able to play in his era so let's start with kobe bryant and I love this because, as I often said, and if you watch this show, you know, I call Kobe Bryant Michael Jordan Light. And the reason I call him Michael Jordan Light, anyone who's watched Kobe could see how much he modeled his game after Michael Jordan. And, you know, down to the way he moved, down to the moves that he used, he was outstanding. And Kobe, we know, had one of the most incredible scoring packages in league history. As well, he was so incredibly fundamentally sound that I don't think that he would have an that he would have had an issue with the coaching back then. And I think that's another thing we have to take into account is the way the game was coached back then. And I'll explain that in a minute. Now, Kobe was an awesome mid-range player. We know the mid-range game was very in vogue back then. He could get to the rim. He was super athletic. He could dunk over you if he needed to. And again, Magic mentioned his mindset. We call it the Mamba mentality today, that killer will, that refusal to lose, and that incredible mental and physical toughness and that's why he believes and i think anyone who knows basketball should believe that kobe would have been one heck of a basketball player back then would he have been quite the same player he turned out to be maybe maybe not but we know that he would have given it everything he could to get there because that was just the type of player that he was now number two lebron james the reason i'm iffy on lebron james if lebron james came into the league back then at his size 
coming into the league, at the very least, he would have been a small forward. And as he continued to bulk up, he probably would have been a power forward. And I think his game would have been very different because coaches likely wouldn't have allowed him to completely control the game from the offensive side the way he does in terms of being the entire system. Um, you played back then where guys had defined roles. The positionless basketball, other than like Magic, wasn't particularly in vogue yet. So you had guys that were going to rebound. You had guys playing with their backs to the basket. You had guys that were pure bucket getters. And that's what small forwards were back then, other than maybe Larry Bird. Small forwards were supposed to be pure bucket getters. And even though LeBron James, and this is testament to his greatness, mind you, even though LeBron James does not have an elite scoring package, he is obviously the, the leading all-time scorer in NBA history. But you wonder, would he have been able to get that? Because I think the numbers said up until like the last three years, LeBron James was taking, I want to say, 60 to 70 percent of his field goal attempts within uh, three, zero to three feet of the basket, which means he was consistently getting to the rim. And as we talked about, with the dearth of quality big men, shot blockers and the spacing on the floor, that made it a lot easier for him to score at the basket. Now, LeBron is a unique, incredible phys physical specimen, and we know that. But you wonder, would he have been able to do it to the same level if there are a Mount Matumbo, a David Robinson, a Patrick Ewing, um, uh, who, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Tree Rollins, um, uh, Robert Parrish, all these uh, all-time elite big men and shot blockers, Mark Eaton, et cetera, et cetera, Alonzo Mourning, Shaquille O'Neal in his youth, all these guys are in there and we're not even gonna bring up all the power forwards. So if, if that lane is as crowded as it was, would he be able to get to the rim the way he has done for his entire career. Now, the flip side of that is that would have forced him to have developed a better mid-range game and a better offensive scoring package back then. So with his physical ability, with his natural size, strength, speed, explosiveness, he definitely, I think, would have been able to play back then. But the problem is Magic said we would have toughened those guys up. And I'm worried, does LeBron really have it in him to be tough enough to have played at a high level back then. And the reason I bring that up, if you look on the screen right here, you can see, I, I put this montage together a while back, but this is LeBron James just, you know, faking over and over again, faking and flopping. And every time somebody breathes on this guy, he's with the nonsense. I mean, there's one at the end of this where he flops and then he literally looks at the courtside camera and winks because he knows what he's doing. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know if LeBron would have been physically tough enough to be that guy in that era. Now, would they have made him? Hopefully, but I just don't know. And finally, the third guy Magic mentions is Kevin Garnett. And this is funny because he came in the league at, what's the expression, rail thin? He was so skinny, even though he was 6'10". And I think he probably got up to about 6'11", 7 feet uh, by the end of his career. He, you know, he finished growing because I think he came into the league, he was like 18 years old. He never went to college, obviously. Um, I think he was gonna go to Michigan, but he ended up going to the league anyway. The point is, Kevin Garnett, another all-time great career. And here's the thing, though. Even though he was never body frame-wise your traditional power forward, he was an absolute dog. And you wonder, his frame is his frame, but you wonder if he had come into the league back then, how much the strength and conditioning staffs of that time would have been able to bulk him up to get physically stronger to withstand the pounding. Now, in his prime, he could run the floor like a deer. We've seen him get into the crouch and just be an absolute dog on defense. 
he wanted it so bad. We knew that he could rebound. Now, was he, I think at his best, he led the league in rebounding with like 14 rebounds per game. Was he going to get 14 rebounds per game back then? No, I seriously doubt it. But as I mentioned, he was an absolute dog. His mindset was crazy. He was always barking. He was always going at you hard. There was no fear whatsoever. There was no flopping, no playing around, no games. Kevin Garnett was just that dude. And he developed a post game during his time in the league. He had a handle for a 6'11 guy. He could cross you over. He had a mid-range game. So he had a very sound offensive toolkit for a guy who was a power forward. So, you know, I, I like that Magic said that those are the three names that he believed. And again, this is 2014, so we're not talking about now. Because if we're talking about now, we're probably talking about an Embiid. If he could stay healthy, would be another guy who I think would play really well in that era. But anyway, um, so Magic brings up, uh, who was it? Uh, Kobe, LeBron, and of course, Kevin Garnett. And I think I think Kobe is a no-brainer because he's Michael Jordan light. I think Kevin Garnett, just because he was an absolute psycho on the court, just a total dog, no-brainer. I think LeBron's physical tools make him a no-brainer, but his lack of mental toughness really worries me. And I know people are gonna say I'm a LeBron hater. I don't I don't care about that, but we've seen his lack of mental toughness time and time again over the years. You can't even talk to this dude on the floor without him getting upset. And to me, that is that is a mark of a lack of mental toughness. But what I want to know from you is do you think Magic was right in what he said that those are the three guys that he felt would be uh would be able to play in his era? And on the flip side, how do you think Magic would do today? Because obviously he wasn't a three-point shooter, but he is the greatest point guard who ever lived and the greatest passer in the game of basketball. But uh, leave your comments in the comment section. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to get back to you. And uh, I'll be back with you next episode. And I'm out. Peace.